Hello and welcome to episode 67 of Talkin' Jacks. Today's episode, I have a feeling, is going to be a little bit of a sad cast. Uh, and I am joined by my sad co-host, Ben Gosworth. Yeah. Hello! Um, I was actually thinking about it and I was trying to come up with something worse than a sad cast. And I'm not sure anything worse than just like a cry cast. Um <laughs> But I, I refuse to cry on this podcast. I that that, that is uh, my one goal in this uh, in this hour ish minute of talking jacks. Um, wow, I mm, it's tough. Uh, yeah, let's I mean, set the table the for game, some folks who may not know what's going on. Uh, yeah. So if you are not paying attention, and that's okay if you're not. Uh, the Charlotte Independence yeah. drew the Pittsburgh Riverhounds two to two mm-hmm. at the Sportsplex last night, uh, effectively ending all of Charlotte's playoff hopes. Um, yeah. I've been saying probably for the last month or so that, that they had no chance of getting into the playoffs, um, and I feel bad mm-hmm. being right about it. But the hole yeah. that we dug ourselves into was just too deep. Because, um, I mean, if we hadn't dug ourselves into such a crazy deep hole, drawing the second-place team in the Eastern Conference 2-2 two to two at home wouldn't be looked at as such a bad thing. Um, and I know it was so, – yeah. some of it has to do with the circumstance, you know, conceding the uh, <laughs> conceding the equalizer <laughs> on, like, the last kick of the game. I know that that's going to hurt regardless yeah. of the situation. But uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. so so I'll continue, or I'll let you continue now that we've kind of set the table. So I I do want to share this bit of uh, information. Um, there wasn't, I was I was really kind of hoping, but I'm not actually surprised that it didn't happen. Um, but uh, this is a quote that uh, QCFC shared. Ashley Mahoney, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but this is from Mike Jeffries. Um, and this kind of uh, uh, describes where we are as a team at this point and describes what this thing means, essentially, this outcome. But uh, Mike Jeffrey said after the game, I suppose, is the context. He said, we became that team that's obviously desperate to get three points, and that's not a position you want to be in at this point of the season. That makes it tough, but that's reality. It's so difficult with this game because we. This is the antithesis of a roller coaster game. We went into it. I went into it with moderate expectations because we've been playing better, but it's still. We're playing Lily Ball. We're playing Pittsburgh. They're a number two seed. Um, They've locked a lot of things up, but you never know what you're going to get with them. And fourth minute of the game, Bilal Duckett works his butt off, tries his darndest, trying not to swear, um, <laughs> to defend Romario Parks. And he, he, Romario did what he did, and he scored in the fourth minute. And you're like, well, where is this game going to go? But then we we kind of hustle back. Herrera gets a gorgeous goal, which both of the goals today, not to jump too far ahead, were phenomenal. Yeah, I know you were saying that the second one should be up for goal of the season because we talked about that in the last episode, like team goal of the yeah. season. Uh, but I, I was I mean, like, it's not even the best goal in the game. Like the first goal that we scored, I think, was the, the best goal we've scored all season. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be super difficult for USL to. I'm assuming they can't put two goals from the same game in. Sure, they uh, can. Yeah, goal they, the can, week. they can do that. But we, th- that's another thing, another like big picture thing you can take from this game. We could both have game of the week or save of the week and goal of the week and get a draw. Hmm. <laughs> um, but yes, it, like we, we we capitalized in the 19th minute, and Herrera. Well, let's go back to the first goal for just a second. Yes. Um, yes okay. So obviously, it was kind of just a uh, 
a what in the world pass and who I can't tell who who it is that passed the ball because the highlight because uh if you don't know I was at a wedding last night I did not get to see the game mm-hmm. I'm going off of just the highlights it, was it Alex that passed it back yeah it okay. was kind of just a weird exchange I, yeah, so, I vaguely remember this exchange but yeah yeah so that's a that's a pass from Alex uh yeah that's really 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 poor um mm. for him to put I, was it i don't know if he's trying to pass that all the way back to the goalkeeper or what he's trying to do there um but to pass that ball back and then to just start walking back the other way is absolutely inexcusable in my opinion like to put your i mean he absolutely hung Balog duck it out to dry uh, yeah. Whether he intended to get it all the way back to the keeper or not, the fact that he just walked after playing a terrible pass just says so much about what's gone wrong this season. Like that's that mm. that you just can't do that. You have to when you make a mistake like that, you can't just walk back the other way. Uh, and Bilal, like you said, he worked his tail off to try and prevent the goal. Uh, I think he mm-hmm. ended up actually. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Looks like Brandon Miller and Bilal both slipped at the same time, uh, and then yeah. Brandon Miller was, you know, his footwork was uh, not great, and that's it. What you know ended up, it was. I mean, <laughs> it's really not great all around, to, to be quite honest. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if maybe he was expecting the the shot and then slipped, or if he, I don't know. But that's not great footwork from from Miller who's been playing really well. So it's unfortunate to see him make a mistake like that, that cost a goal uh, because that's mm-hmm. a savable shot. I mean, Bilal forced him into a really weak effort um, mm-hmm. and, and, and he was in position. That was the, I think that's the frustrating part too. Is like, he was there. He could have just knocked it out. He just didn't have his, he wasn't balanced and all that. Cause he had just spun around. Um, but yeah, that's a really bad goal to give up in the fifth minute of the game or fourth minute of the game. Um, I mean, yeah. that's a bad goal to give up any time of the game, but, but, but yeah, the, the, the body language, uh, after that giveaway from Alex is, is less than ideal. Um, mm. cause I mean, that's somebody that, that, that's a leader in, on the, on the field and that's just not yeah. that, I don't know. Maybe he's saying yeah. I have no chance of getting back and, and preventing anything. And maybe, maybe that's true, but to not even jog. I mean, at least jog. At least make it look like you're trying to atone for your mistake. Don't just walk like you didn't do anything wrong. Um, yeah. I don't know. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's tough. and like, But you think like going down in the fourth minute, it's been, I feel like, quite a long time since we've given up a goal that early. And you think, okay, Lily Ball is going to, drop down they're gonna play and they were already playing very defensively um like for those that may look at the this is per usual essentially completely disregard the usl's uh starting formation um for the pittsburgh riverhounds because it was completely wrong um i mean uh thomas v i'm not even gonna try number 25 he was basically a center back um and and there was they were pretty defensive in this, in a sense, but we still did pretty well. Um, it, it was we came back with a, a good bit of resiliency, um, but it was just so much of a roller coaster. I mean, you get that the goal itself, as you've seen in the highlight, Alex, it was the antithesis of. I've used that word twice. I can't use it again. Um, it was a, a prime example of what Jorge Herrera does. He laid it off perfectly to Alex and then just makes a run. Yeah, and here's follows something it up. Yep. That, that, that can't be unforeseen. Calvert still did not have a great game, unfortunately. I love you, Caleb. But he didn't have a great game. But I wonder if you noticed this on the highlight. Calvert distracted the defenders just enough to get out and and got out of the way just perfectly for Herrera to make that shot 
absolutely exceptionally. Without him there and being a, I guess, decoy, essentially, that doesn't work out as well as it does. I, I'm convinced of it. Because the you can tell the center backs... No, yeah. I'm, yeah, I, okay. I completely agree with you. Is that the way you interpreted it? Yeah, okay. no. I mean, first of all, it's a good pass from Kivon as well into Jorge. Mm-hmm. But that, that pass from Jorge to Alex is a pass that I don't think anybody yeah. else on the team can make. Uh, if you put yeah. Alex in that, if you if you switch Alex and Jorge's positions, I don't think Alex can make that pass to Jorge. I don't think Caleb Calvert can make that pass to Alex, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. That, is something, that kind of flair is something that is just special for, for Jorge. Um, and like yeah. you said, Caleb made a really good run, really smart run, and took mm-hmm. the center back with it, the other center back with him. Uh, yeah, and and the other center back crashed on Alex, and Alex laid it perfectly. I'm not sure if Alex was putting it in, at Calvert's feet or if he knew that Jorge was behind him. Jorge may have given him a shout or something. Um, yeah. and then it was a del- delightful finish from Jorge. Uh, yeah, that that was yeah. absolutely goal of the season for the team, in my opinion. Um, but it was yeah, it it was such a well orchestrated and it's an exact example of what we haven't had consistently yep. because we, we've had a lot of opportunities where maybe somebody lays off a ball perfectly to another player and then Alex or another person and this is kind of a good example of what Alex brings to the table but when we're this execution isn't what we've had in the sense of Alex maybe hasn't been on the same page as somebody else or someone hasn't been on the same page as Alex where he gives a ball that's threatening mm-hmm. and then we're on this we're in the same mindset perfect strike um just and it was a resiliency that we haven't quite seen throughout the season to go down that early to come back like we did um and it was just a a gorgeous strike um, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it, it's hard to to really pick a goal that's better, but like I, I don't know how it, I, USL people are going to have a tough time picking one of the two. I think, but either way, you can't go wrong. Um, if Man. Greg Jordan's goal gets goal of the week, then by God, give us goal of the week, please. <laughs> I don't care which one it is. Um, but yeah, well, it, I tell you what, going into it. <laughs> We almost had a third yeah. absolutely wonder goal. We did. Uh, the, the goal yeah. that Jorge tried to chip the keeper and, and just got too mm-hmm. much of it. That pass from, I think it was O'Brien. Uh, wow. To <laughs> And O'Brien had a great game too. I think it's it's tough. What, what did you think about the starting lineup to begin with? Because it's a tough uh, situation. I was frustrated because... that Zayed was not starting. So I did get to, I saw the starting lineup. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. graphic, and um, I was like, why in the world is Zayed still not starting? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, yeah. You know, I didn't, I haven't seen the whole game, so I can't really yeah. say whether or not that was justified frustration or not. Um, but yeah. I, yeah. It was nice that Cato got back at the end of the game for a few minutes and then delivered yeah. on the with the assist he it looked like he hadn't skipped a beat really and it's <laughs> it's something too where um gebhard came on and i honestly didn't quite notice it initially but gebhard came on for airmen at halftime, at halftime yeah I, that was which... i think that was a perfect substitution i it was tough for me being in Jack's malicious section to really accurately describe his contribution because he he added a lot with speed. He was very um, attacking, and but there was there was a number of opportunities that it felt like were either he had slipped up or made a mistake or was too fast for his own good, um, <laughs> or maybe he was fouled in the box. Quite frankly. Um, uh, personally, no one agreed with me with this, and no one has, but I'm still going to say it anyways. Um, 
he his performance was similar to like a Danny Welbeck performance where he's very fast, but he's also like a little bit awkward on his feet. Mm-hmm. And because there was a moment where like he literally like I, if I'm not mistaken, basically outran the ball and then had to slow up and it was a little bit awkward, but also I was on the opposite because when we were attacking in the second half, it was on the opposite side of the field for perspective's sake. Um, it was, uh, but I think he added a lot. He added exactly what we needed um, to switch out for Airman. And Airman was very good to begin with. The thing I was noticing is I believe Alex normally plays on the right side. Am I not mistaken? No, that? Alex plays on the left. But he nor- does he normally play on the left side? Yeah, Alex almost always plays on the left. Because I know I'm not 100% sure when it transpired, but they Alex and Jake did swap um pretty early on, um if I'm not mistaken. I I'm not 100% sure if it happened before or after our first goal, but it was it was very early on. Um first half, I know that for a fact. So that was an interesting change up. Um I honestly am very okay uh, with looking at the starting lineup and having O'Brien come in f- for Jordan, I, it's it's tough because you Jordan got the goal, but O'Brien gave him the goal. But then also Herrera is healthy enough to play that position, so you really can't keep O'Brien on and have Herrera start. It's I don't have any problem with it, but it is tough formulating everything because people were playing good at the same time. Um, I still will agree with you that Zaya probably should have started over Calvert um, because he did add a lot when he came in, um, which is obvious given the goal, um, which without jumping too far ahead, I suppose. No, we can jump ahead. doesn't matter. But also with the substitution for um, Cato for for O'Brien was – perfect swap because i assume i don't actually know exactly what formation we were playing at that point but i assume alex transitioned into the midfield and then kato went out wide yeah uh, on the that's left that's the way side. it looks kato like based on, on you know where alex and kato were at when the goal was scored yeah but he added he was exceptional with his first touch he was very threatening um, and, and the other thing I'll say too, Sam Vines has continued to progress. He, you remember Francois that uh, um, the Rapids rabbi was glowing over how exceptional he was and how fast he was and threatening. Yeah, Sam Vines shut him down. Hmm. Granted, he was tired, I would say, because I mean he played the, the midweek game, but. Sam Vines completely shut him down and frustrated him. Um, he 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 was with him toe to toe the entire time he was on the pitch. Um, yeah, he came on pretty early too, the fifty fifth, fifty fourth minute. Yeah, and, and it was it was interesting a, a chess game back and forth that Lily and um, Jeffers were playing because we were obviously putting people forward on the attack and. As you see, based on the substitutions, um, I mean, he put in Francois, he put in K Banjo for mm-hmm. Nico Brett, who we we pretty well stifled. Romario Parks had a pretty good game as well, all things considered. Um, and Canardo Forbes came on as well, which he's, I mean, he's a former Rhinos player. Um, he, he came on pretty darn well as also, but Cato provided a spark that we obviously haven't quite frankly, haven't seen since he's been on the pitch. Um, and, and really early on, I wonder when exactly the goal happened in correlation to when he came on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like we a, scored the second like goal three minutes after four. Yeah. Well, five a total minutes. of five minutes after in, Really, I know we did talk about it before. I I don't know how you you don't put that as goal of the season. It, it's tough because oh, 
I, I don't. It's tough watching that goal because in the moment, it was such a high. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was. It was such a beautiful moment because Cato would come on. I was like, well, I don't. You don't know what you're going to get from Cato at this point because he's been gone for such a long amount of time. Yeah, he's that, been out since June. Is that right? Early June. I, or was it early July? It was that game. His la- the last time he played, I think, was against Louisville. I think so. Was yeah, I, I felt, a while back. Yeah, the I can. I've got the schedule. Yeah, the twenty first of. Uh, oh, we know that's the home game. Sorry, um, it probably is June actually. Um, struggling to find it. Okay, I'm not gonna find it. July twenty first um, was that game. Yes. No, you are right. Yes. Um, that was the one I was looking at. Yeah. So it's been two months. Yep. Yeah. Two, two months in a week when he's seen any time at all, but he, like I said, he didn't, he fit in perfectly. He was exceptional on the first touch and everything mm-hmm. in the goal. It, it's interesting because I, I know I've said it. I don't know if I've said it on the show, but I feel like he hadn't quite been the the crosser that we maybe have been used to or maybe have needed, but it was a perfect cross. Yeah, a it's a shame that he doesn't. Herrera. Yeah, it's a shame that he doesn't also get like half the assist for that. Uh, I mean, obviously yeah. Jorge did did great to head it on. Uh, yeah, and it was just a it was a perfect forward head by, by Herrera, and then an absolute pinpoint precision header away from the goalkeeper from Zayed. Just the elation that it's it's tough thinking about this because I know obviously what transpired afterwards, but there was so much joy in Jack's Melissa, the whole crowd, everything that it was just like we're gonna we're gonna get three points that we absolutely need against a very strong Bob Lilly team, the number two t- seed in the in the Eastern Conference, and we've gotten everything from them. And it yeah. was it was interesting because the second half went by extremely quickly for me. Um, I looked up, and it was the 82nd minute after Cato came on. And I was like, what is going on? Oh, my goodness, we're going to tie this game. We don't need this tie. We need to win. We got the, the goal in the 86th minute, and then we're like, oh, okay, well, we got this. We're, we're good to go. We've played solidly. <laughs> we've stopped their attack. Um, and then, then it, do we even want to, do we even want to talk about it? I set piece defending, uh, which has not been a problem in a while. Yeah. Oh, but it, it, yeah, it's really bad. And it's, it's tough because you haven't seen the save that Brandon Miller had. No, you? and you you guys were saying that it was phenomenal, but it did, it's not in the highlights. So obviously it's, they didn't deem it worthy to be in the highlights for some reason. Oh, it's by God if it's not save of the week. Yeah, I'm sure Cincinnati got some modestly good save, and they're going to probably win it maybe. Um, but it was the, like literally. I don't know if you. I, I'm gonna. I'm going to read. I just want to have everyone in, understand what was going on by the, from the commentator's perspective, which they did a phenomenal job. I have I have uh, crapped on, to put it nicely. Yeah, that team was not, um, is, your, is the one that you don't like very much. They did a perfect job, and it may have actually been Devin Kerr that said that, it that was, said it was most Devin most and of these things. I forget the other guy's name. The guy who likes to I, say I, uh, mustard. Went for yellow cards. I can't think of his name. He does like, I can't think of it either. But he's th- these are the, the the quotes that I had to share just so everyone can be sad with me. The save that Brandon Miller had it was, and I quote, game saving play for Brandon Miller against his former squad or former coach, former coach Bob yeah. Lilly. Um, after the goal went in, which was such a tough one because. There was so much congestion in the box. I feel like, yeah, it looked. Brandon Miller, he could have done a better job. He was a little bit out of position potentially. I think he didn't see it until it was past him, basically. Yeah, I, I think that's the tough thing. Is that like 
there was so much congestion in the box that it, it looked like a flimsy shot because it probably was. But there was so much going on in the box. It was, I hate to say it, I love the podcast, Hugh Roberts, but dear God, it was a perfect layoff to well, him. It was, a, a it was, it was an accident. Off. Or what, are you yeah. talking about the first, the, the pass to Zemanski or the one before it? The pass to Zemanski. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the first touch because, I, you know, I don't know if they drew, if this is exactly how they drew it up, but. The guy yeah, uh, getting right in front of Watson, uh, I feel like that just can't happen. Uh, and then the, the, his first touch, I think, was just pure luck, though, because he flicked yeah. it. He kind of flicked it behind him, and it just happened to land at the feet of a Riverhounds player. I don't think he meant to flick it to the guy behind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think he was probably I, trying to lay it back to Zemanski on his touch, and it just got caught and then we didn't close out Zemanski in time and yeah the ball so I'm watching it and like pausing it as it's happening so when Mm. the ball is at the six yard line I think or the six (laughs) not the six yard line the line of the six yard box I think that's when Miller sees it uh because that's when he reacts and it's our it's pretty much past him at that point because it like you said it wasn't hit it wasn't hit particularly hard Um, no and and it's just unfortunate, like you said. Um, it looked like three guys tried to block it. It looks like maybe Cato, Joel, and Kevon all tried to deflect it. And yeah. uh, if they did get a touch on it, it didn't. It wasn't enough. And Miller, Miller just didn't yeah. see it. I, I yeah, I, I'll definitely agree with that perspective. And it's to continue the quotes from the the commentary team directly after that. They said that sums up Charlotte's season, which yep. is unfortunately I, I very accurate. I tweeted that out because it's about the most accurate yeah. thing that's happened all year. Yeah, and it's, to continue, it's devastation for the Jacks, elations for, elation for Pittsburgh. And then the worst of it was, and this was in the 92nd? 93rd minute, I think. Nine, yeah, 93rd minute of 94 minutes of stoppage time. And the, the, this is, again, continuing with the quotes. The audible levels in this place were maxed out just moments ago. Now you could hear a cricket. <laughs> it's yeah. To go from getting the goal up that late in the game, which we haven't had in, I, I don't know, this season, honestly, that that high of a moment where... To, to put it in perspective where I was in Jack's militia, Gary is walking around to everyone and high-fiving them, hugging them, con- not congratulating them, but sharing in the joy of that moment to banging out the drums to September and just the high of highs. And then it's just, you, you want to continue with it, but it's... You, you, mm. The perspective of that moment is so difficult that, yeah, it, it was tough. Um, it, it was such a gut-wrenching moment. It, it's tough to describe that in comparison to other games because, I mean, we've had the the 2-2 game against Atlanta United that we came back on, essentially, and then we've had the two-two draw where things just, the 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 wheels just fell off mm-hmm. against the Rowdies. Yeah, to me that's kind of the, the one I had in mind of like it kind of reminded me of that. Uh, obviously, a little bit worse. Yeah, because we didn't. And then it was like literally the last kick. Of, um, not literally, it was close to the last kick of the game. Yeah, and then the other thing that I completely glazed over that the commentary team said right before the set piece um, for the Riverhounds, I believe there was a throw-in that led to the set piece, if I'm not mistaken. They had said, the Jacks just have to defend for 90 seconds. (laughs) And we, yeah. 
And it, it's it's a tough thing because we played up to the level and nearly superior to a number two seed in the East, a Bob Lilly team that we've struggled against. But yeah, I don't I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, it's uh, you can yeah. see the the pain all hmm. over Coach Jeffrey's face too, like right after the game. When he was shaking hands it, with Bob Lilly and the rest of the Pittsburgh staff, like, oh, just, I don't even, he, he I, I, like, I haven't seen that, but I don't. It's want on the to. highlight it's, video, and I've oh, watched the highlight the, video several times now. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I need to not watch it anymore. Oh, I can't. I can't continue to put myself through this. It sounds super sad because it is, <laughs> but in the moment too, I don't know how players do it in that moment of devastation quite frankly and go shake hands of players and take or uh, fans i should say shake the hands of fans and take photos and whatnot because you could tell i i believe it was alex at the very end of the game he essentially just fell to the ground and you it was on the opposite side of the field but you could tell he was essentially devastated when Bilal was coming through and shaking hands it was just you don't it's uh, <laughs> mm, it's tough. Um, yeah, we should maybe segue to something else. I don't know. <laughs> okay. um, it's such a whatever is worse than a sad cast. That, that maybe that's what this is. And it's the other thing too is for perspective's sake, other outcomes kind of went our way in a in a sense. Um, so we're not quite out of the reach, but if we get these three oh, points, it's that much better. We're not. We're, the playoffs are n- probably not happening. I'm not going to. We are not mathematically eliminated. You're right, but it, I, you it, know, it's, it's a little bit frustrating. Maybe it's but not we're happening. Not because so don't get your hopes up. Just the hope is what kills me. Because yep. by God, just eliminate us and <laughs> move on. Well, like um, I mean, we talked about this yeah. a little bit off the air, like. Our, is there a little part of you that's glad that we don't have to go be a sacrificial lamb for FC Cincinnati in the first round of the playoffs? I mean, I'm I not mean, saying we should celebrate or anything, but like, if we if we had tough. gone on a if we had gone on a miraculous sorry can't talk if we had gone on and on a miraculous run and won that won that game won the next two snuck into that eighth spot. I mean, yeah. do you honestly think this team has played well enough to deserve being one of the best eight teams? Because I don't. I mean, I, I think it would have just been unfair to somebody else to have like missed out on the playoffs because we got hot at you know for five games when we've had I, like two two because... stretches of the season where we were absolutely terrible. Like, um, it really. I'm curious to see who is in the playoffs at this point because still, um, as I pull up the standings and hopefully they will load quickly. um, Right now, the the top the top so right now five through eight yeah Ottawa Carolina are above us. Somehow the Red Bulls have faltered. Well, Ottawa has two two more games played than most of the league. Like yeah. Nashville, North but Carolina, it's... Red Bulls, Tampa, us, Penn FC, all have thirty-one games, and Ottawa has thirty-three. So they're they they only have one game left, so they could only get to forty-eight points. Uh, New York, you know, all these other teams have. I think New York is probably going to get in. Let's see who their last couple games are. So they yeah. play. They play North Carolina next week. Mm-hmm. That's a huge game. Uh, Which is basically a play-in game, essentially. I, feel like. I mean, yeah, like the, that's quite, a sick, that's but... a playoff six-pointer, so to speak. And then they play Penn FC yeah. uh, the following Tuesday. Wow, that's a quick turnaround. They have to play Saturday and then Tuesday. That's yeah, a little unfair. And then but wait, I mean... Penn FC plays a Wednesday, which is what the f- when is Wednesday? This the last third, yeah, Wednesday's Wednesday is the third. third. Okay, so they, it's six days. I thought it was like two days, maybe. Yeah. Um, regardless, that's a, this end of the season is going to be insane. Yeah, Red Bulls has but a tough schedule. 
uh, coming down the stretch. Tampa is one to watch out for because Tampa doesn't have the toughest schedule. The hardest game they have no. left is Bethlehem Steel away uh, to end their season. But they get Atlanta United too, and then they play us at home uh, next weekend. Yeah, and they do. On you know, I would I would say Nashville also has a shot as well because Nashville's just yeah. what Nashville's what one point out of the playoffs places right now. No, they're tied. They're tied, they're tied with North Carolina. Wins. But the wins, yeah. yeah, the wins, different. But they play Richmond, yeah. TFC2, and then Cincinnati, so they don't have an easy schedule either. Um, no, they don't. It's, yeah, it's... But um, Cincinnati, you never know. They might be resting people in that last game, you know. I don't know how that's yeah, going work, but... It's such a... It's a tough situation because... A lot is going to come down to the wire and everything, and it's, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I think know. we're better than some of the teams that may make the playoffs. But then again, when we okay, I would agree with that I if just, you're saying like when we're play when we play our best. But there's been yeah. so many games that, like we know we we're capable of playing better, but we just haven't. So, I don't know. I I personally just don't think we deserve to make the playoffs. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too negative, but the team there you playoff teams don't go you know so don't have two stretches of like winless games like we did. You know what I mean? And I know injuries yeah. have played a part, but at some point the injuries can't be used as an excuse. I mean, we have yeah. you have to build a team that can withstand injuries and. I think mm-hmm. I think we just were too, we were just way too inconsistent all season, and I know there's still three game, uh, two games left, or is there three? There's three games left. Three, yeah. I thought there was two to be honest but, with you, but there there is still technically three games. Yeah. At play. Um, I mean, I, I hope we no win means, the last three and and at least get close. Because um, it'd be great. Yeah. I mean, it'd be great to knock North Carolina out of the playoffs in that last week. Um, That's. The only saving grace. The, the the nice thing, too, is by that win, even if we don't technically knock them out of the playoffs, we'll also knock them out of the Southern Derby Cup, I believe. Um, so there's also that. Um, but, yeah, that it it's tough because we've had a lot of draws that have felt like losses, but that, <laughs> that draw yep. we really have. felt like just a, it felt devastating and it, because I, I can't think of the last time we've had a uh, stoppage time draw essentially where we had the lead we came back like we did and had that much of a low going into stoppage time um, I couldn't tough. even tell you the last time a game was like decided that late, you remember? You know? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I want to say it was. Was Atlanta United two? Was that really late on the equalizer that we scored? It was. It was late. I'll definitely say that. That that's. Yeah, it was in the 85th minute. So that's the one minute sooner than last night. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Doesn't yeah. matter. But no, our, I mean, if you want to know why we're not in the playoffs, just look at our home record. We're 7-3-7 seven, and seven at home. We have yeah. as many draws as we have wins at home. Um, yeah. And then it's, we have eight road losses, That's which is really bad. 2-8-4 and four on the road. It's just... Yeah. yeah. Not good. Two wins on the road, but will not secure you a playoff spot at this yeah. point of the season. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it's tough. Um, but I think we have listener questions. Maybe? Yeah. Let's, um, we'll just what? skip the pen FC preview that we were going to do. Uh, we may have a guest come on later in, in before that game. I know it's Wednesday, so that would be a fast turnaround, but, uh, a friend of mine from college, 
uh, is the operations manager for the Penn FC. So I've reached out to him to see if he will come on the show, uh, if he can fit it into his schedule. So if mm. if that works out, you'll hear from us again before that game. But if not, uh, that's okay because, you know, who cares at this point? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, first listener question is from Maddie Dove. And he said, this is just a fun question. He says, any chance you'll change your intro and exit song to Truly Madly Deeply? Um, unfortunately, no, because uh, <laughs> copyright laws uh state basically require even little podcasts like us we would have to pay yes. large sums of money to play any kind of song like that on uh on our podcast and if you i mean you can sure you can throw the song in there a lot of podcasts do it um but if you get caught the fine is pretty steep and it d- depends on the the yep. artist and the label and everything sometimes the label <laughs> uh can be a little bit more grouchy and they can you know try to put you on trial and all kind of stuff like that so we're just gonna keep yes. the song that we do have uh because it's <laughs> it's royalty free and uh mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about those problems <laughs> but it would be fantastic if you could have truly madly deeply as, it would the, be. as the exit song or something um that's a good question because i think that's one of those um peek behind the curtains that a lot of people may not know about um small plug the truly madly deeply scarves are in and they're fantastic I, yeah, I wasn't able to pick mine up. I'm disappointed. So, okay, are there two nice. different scarves, or is does it there say? There are. See, I didn't know that that was a that that design had even been released. The Maybe one that says independence. Either. Yes, it says independence, and then I believe the other side says Jax Militia. If I'm not mistaken. All right, I don't um, know if. But then the I truly think I madly have, deeply yeah. says truly madly deeply, and, and it has then the words the on the lyrics, back, right? Yes, and then okay. the main chorus of uh a chorus of truly madly deeply is in uh gold or parchment ah, if you will i'll have yes, to it, i need to talk to jason because i'm pretty sure i have both i would get both scarves i believe but i just don't remember that second yes. one ever being released the design i it surprised me as well yeah. but it's ve- they're both very nice they're both uh winter authentic scarves good those are not nice summer scarves um so don't wear them in the summer. Um, or yes. do and use it as um, a sweat rag. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> they double as a towel. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. Cool. That small plug uh, turned into a long plug. Um, the next question is also from Matty Dove, and he wants us to share our thoughts on an article uh, from Last Word on Soccer. And it's uh, yeah. we actually you actually sent this article to me a few days ago, mm-hmm. I think when it first came out. Um, basically it's a report, uh, on some rumors that the Colorado Rapids and the Colorado Springs switchbacks of the Western conference USL are working on becoming an, uh, affiliate affiliate clubs for 2019, meaning that the Charlotte independence would no longer be the Colorado Rapids, uh, affiliate. And he wants yeah. us to just share our thoughts on that report. Uh, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Because um, we I did already talk first, about this, so we kind of know what what are each other's thoughts on this. But that we can tell yeah. tell them to the audience. It's gonna be an interesting shift, and I'm honestly just very curious how it's going to turn the um, trajectory of the club. Because mm-hmm. I, it, it, this is gonna sound super negative, because it kind of is. If you look at our season and our roster minus the four or five uh, uh, loanies that we had had from the Rapids, our season is completely different. Um, granted, that's with 2020 vision, seeing everything that's transpired. But if, if we don't have those loanies, our season, there's no telling what happens. But in the same respect, I'm honestly, I love the affiliation, but it's also, it has some pluses and minuses that I think we both share the same perspective on, where there's there's good things and there's bad things. Um, the main thing I'll miss, I'll say, is seeing players progress like we've seen with Sam Vines, 
we're going to miss out on that. Um, we're not going to have that extra resource when we need some some additional players. But also, I think it may just raise the level of the club where we're going to have to bring in players that are going to be better and fill our roster, essentially. Um, and by definition, be more independent as an independent club. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also say this. They can no longer call us the Rapids 2 Oak City supporters. So your TIFO is now null and void. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. But I'll share my thoughts. Yeah. Um, good riddance, uh, to be quite honest. Um, you know, yeah. we won't... We. <laughs> I'll say it was nice to have Sam Vines this year. Yeah. He was a quality pickup for us. but And, and Andrew Dykstra as well at times. Um, mm-hmm. He was a solid if option. If we don't have Andrew when, Dykstra... When Brandon Miller was injured. Season. Yeah, when Brandon Miller was injured. Yeah. It was, it was, he was nice to have. I kind of wish we would have uh, gone with Miller sooner. Now that we've seen mm-hmm. how the squad has kind of grown with him... Uh, as the as the goalkeeper i mean sure he's he's made mistakes too but uh i think yeah. with the way that the squad is set up i mean we know we don't know for sure that brandon miller is going to be here next year but there is a mm-hmm. way higher percentage chance that brandon miller is going to be around in the future than there is for, for dykstra because dykstra uh is on an mls contract and he could yeah. get i mean he's he's a good second or third keeper for an mls club because he's probably cheap He's uh, he doesn't count against the international slots, you know. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to end up as somebody in MLS's third keeper, um, whether yeah. it be Col- he may stay in Colorado, he may whatever. But I just can you name? I mean, Caleb Calvert. Okay, we've talked about him at length about what he's brought to the squad for the last two years. Um, other than that, Golazo mm-hmm. against Louisville. Not much. Uh, yeah, he contributed oh. three years ago, or two years ago now, I guess. But, yeah. But outside of that year, hasn't really been a positive for the for the team. I think he's... Um, his his growth has completely stunted, and he's he, if not even regressed playing with us. Um, I mean... Dennis Castillo couldn't get in the squad, really. Uh, Ricardo Perez can't really get in the squad. Who else have we had the last couple of years? Uh, Burner. I mean, nobody yeah, liked, Burner nobody after... enjoyed the Burner experience. I mean, yeah, and it's yeah. We just mildly we had uh, the last Green's fan for a very short yeah, time. Yeah, over the last like but three the, years, though. The list is very narrow. Yeah, over the last as far as contributors go, right. It's and that's my point overall is that, you know, when you're taking players from genuinely one of the worst teams in MLS mm. and, and putting them into your USL squad and they can't even get on the field for your USL team, that says a lot about the MLS organization that you're affiliated with. And I'm, and quite frankly, I'm really looking forward to no longer being affiliated with one of the worst run clubs in MLS. Because they're a dumpster fire half the time. Uh, they're paying two really bad coaches. They're paying one that they fired, and they're paying one that they can't afford to fire because they're paying the other one that they, because they gave him a long contract. So, like, they can't get that side of the thing together. I mean, they keep, you know, like, they're they're sending us these players, and they can't even get on the field in USL. Uh, meanwhile, you've got, you know, other teams in the Eastern Conference are affiliated with, uh, like New York City FC, or I guess that's San Antonio that they're affiliated with. But you've got Louisville getting players from NYC FC who are better quality players and are contributing right away to that squad. I I don't know that we'll look to find an affiliate right away or stay independent, but I like what you said. Uh, I think this will give us more freedom. We won't be hindered by any kind mm-hmm. of like... Well, we've got this guy in Colorado. We really like him. You know, he needs he probably should be playing you know 10 15 games this season for Charlotte to, in order to see what he's got. And it, we don't have that anymore. We yeah. have 
well, we've signed these three guys for this position. They'll play based on, you know, who's who's earning the playing time. And and we know that there was, you know, it depended on the player. Some players were guaranteed a certain amount of minutes. Some players were not. Uh, you know, there's all the little details there. But I think overall it will be nice to not have to deal with the Colorado problems. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, there's no chance that a player is going to start playing really well for us and then get shipped back to Colorado for three weeks and then come back and, and never contribute again, as was with, like, Dennis Castillo. Yeah. So there's, I, I think there's just more benefits than there are uh, negatives for this um, affiliation coming to an end. So sorry if you're a Rapids yeah. fan and you're listening to me crap on your squad. I mean... Uh, we'll gladly take Enzo back since you yes. keep, I don't know. He's, I think he's played the last two weeks, but for that, he, for that, he went a long time without playing, but we'll gladly take him back or you can send him to somewhere that will like play him in his proper position. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wade Brazell asks, how much does stoppage time suck? Oh God! It sucks a lot. It, stoppage time, by definition, is in the the point of the game that we were in is just nerve wracking to begin with, and to have that go like it did, <laughs> far fewer things can compare to that than I can think of, or I want to think of. Um, yeah. Uh, Richard asks, when will this sadness, uh, I feel end? And I'm not sure if Richard's referring to his hangover or if he's referring to the game (laughs) because he did tweet a few times today about his hangover. So, uh, I guess it depends on which sadness, Richard. The hangover will probably be fine. It's probably fine by now. Uh, but the sadness of the game may, may stay with you till about Tuesday. If I had to guess, maybe Wednesday when they play again and they kind of, you know, you, you can see, all right, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the last question okay. is from our good buddy, uh, Christopher Davis, sent this question from right across the room from you. Uh, he said, seeing as how playoffs aren't going to happen, uh, and then he said in parentheses, I know the math hasn't counted us out, but we need an amazing series of events to occur. And then he said, what's the best argument to get fans to come out to the last game of the year it's our biggest rival, but also a rival who's had our number. So, what's the um, best argument to get fans out for that last game? Because I look, the attendance number was surprisingly low. It was like eighteen hundred last night. Yeah, I was surprised by that. It, it wasn't. It wasn't great. I'll admit. Um, I think. I mean, but aside from the obvious, the the rivalry. Um, the, the sheer stakes of the game in the sense that we can potentially end the season of our rival, it doesn't even, I mean, big, obviously we haven't had great success against them this season. Overall, we haven't won against them since I think 2015, um, the, the sheer magnitude that we can take them down and potentially end their season or just take them into the playoffs on a negative spin. Also the fact that, I mean, this is my personal perspective, why I'm very excited for this game regardless is that we're not going to have an opportunity to cheer on this team and this squad and our independence for another um, X amount of months. I think is is reason enough. We're going to be able to celebrate this season. Regard, I mean, it hasn't been a great season, but there's still been positives with the organization, um, with the even though the middle of the season has not been great, we've ended it on a positive spin. the The wheels could have fallen off and been lost, and we could have. We could have downspun tremendously. Yeah, after that six-two loss, seen... we definitely could have packed it in, um, and 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 
gone on a huge losing streak, but we didn't. We haven't lost since that game. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think we... Not that... I, I think the players have earned our support. Regardless of where we're going to end the season, in the playoffs, out of the playoffs, the 12th spot, the 13th spot, the 9th spot, 8th spot, whatever it is, they have fought to end this season on a high note. Yeah. And they haven't given up. Because we've you, you see it all the time in professional sports where players just don't care. Because they know their outcome has potentially been already given to them. Mm-hmm. Or their outcome is out of their hands. I think... I'm still tremendously excited for this last game, given those aspects, I suppose. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, regardless of whether or not the the results, whatever, I mean, you sh- if you consider yourself a fan of the team, you should absolutely be there for that game. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, the way things have been i don't know 1800 has been about what it's been we had since that charleston game where we had you know packed the place out back in the summer um and i know that there's all kinds of crazy factors that go into attendance so you know whatever um Mm -hmm. they're gonna it's gonna fluctuate because you know you've got youth soccer is back going on you've got all these things schools back in session Mm -hmm. so obviously you expect to drop off after the summer that's just reality uh, mm-hmm. but, but no, I mean, if, I don't know that we have to really argue that people should show up. I think, you know, if you, if you call yourself a, a fan and a supporter, I mean, you should, have, you should be there. It's the last game of the season, last home game of the season. It's against our biggest rival. Uh, yeah, they've had our number, but wouldn't it be fantastic if we ended the season on a high of beating our rival? Um, yeah. You know we're not going to make up the the goal difference for the uh, and and Charleston's probably going to win the Southern Derby Cup anyways, so I, I don't I think we've been eliminated from that too. So you know we're not going to get a piece of silverware for from winning, but I think I think beating them is more than enough of a motivation for both players and fans uh, in that last game because mm-hmm. I mean if we can beat them and their season like you said that's a fantastic way to end the season regardless of what's happened in the other 33 games um so you kind of have to just take it one game at a time you know as these now that we've you know not technically been eliminated but basically we've been eliminated um just kind of look to see you know what players are gonna you know i want to see jorge herrera score some more goals in these last three games wouldn't it yeah I, i think he's Still within striking distance of Dane Kelly's record. I think he had to score mm. 17 goals maybe this season to to break it or tie it. Um, and he's on, I think he's on 12. So yeah, I would love for him to go on one of those runs like he did last summer and just score, you know, two goals a game for the last three games and, uh, and break yeah. that record. That would be incredible. Um you know little things like that you know sam vine's progression we've seen uh there's there's definitely more things to come out to the game for than just watching a a winning playoff team um if you we've talked about it a lot on this show but like you know supporters show up when it's good and when it's bad if you don't show up when it's bad yeah then and you only show up when it's good it kind of takes it you know there's it takes the shine off of it a little bit like it's really easy to show up when you're you competing for a top four playoff spot uh every year but i think it says more about the fan base when you show up when the team's been eliminated from the playoffs and there's one more home game left so that's kind of a long-winded answer but i, I think it was a, a good good question it so, was so uh, let's yeah, like I said, we're we're gonna skip the Penn FC preview for now, uh, and if you hear from us between now and then, it will be with a guest. I'll I'll say that much. 
Is there anything else you want to talk about before we head out of here and uh, wish everybody a good week? I, I think that about sums it up. I think we're, yeah. Oh, we would be Onward remiss forward, if we did not say uh, a very sincere goodbye to Jung Soo Lee. Um, he retired yes. this week, kind of, uh, I think it was Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, they announced that he had retired. He found out about a health problem. Um, I hope it's not, you know, heart related or anything. Um, I hope it's something that's just like he can't be a professional athlete anymore and not something that's going to affect him in his day-to-day life, um, you know, with his family and stuff. But, but no, I had, I had a good time watching him. I, I hate that he wasn't healthy as, because I think when he was healthy, he was a really strong center back. I think if, you know, if he was able to play more games, I think we would have been better defensively. Um, and it was really fun to watch mm. him play striker for about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one that one game. So thank you, uh thank you, Jung Su. Yes. We appreciate your uh short stint with the independence, but still a uh a valued one, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah, once a jack, always a jack. Except for that one guy that everybody hates. Indeed. I can't remember his name. <laughs> uh oh the guy with the bad attitude. Forgetting. I can't think of his name. Whatever. Oh, don't worry I'm, about I'm it. I'm blanking. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, everybody, I hope you have a good week. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, you can reach us online. Um, I, my job is to be online now. So if you <laughs> tweet at us, I will see it. Uh, and yeah, yeah, we'll see everybody in a couple weeks for that North Carolina game. Uh, but we'll talk to you sooner than that. And come on, you jacks. Uh, I do love